The other day, I saw a book written by J. Edgar Hoover in 1958. He was the director of the FBI, and the name of the book is called Masters of Deceit. It's an interesting book about communism. And he talks about how in those days, they actually had agents who were sent out to deceive people. The reason I think it's so relative is that's what we see today. It doesn't matter what you believe. If you listen to the news, read the internet, go through the podcasts, everybody has an opinion, and they call it fake news now. We've come to realize that there is so much deception around us. So how do you know what is trustworthy? How do you know what is real? And especially, how do you know what is real concerning what you are supposed to do as a Christian? I always go back to the Word of God, to the Bible. Now, you can look at people, and some people are argumentative. They talk about things, and they're upset about things. They're upset about the country. They're upset about homelessness. They're upset about all these things. But in the end, they're just talkers. They're not doers of the Word. So for today... This is what I want you to see. And it's from the book of Titus, chapter 3. And Paul is actually closing his letter that he wrote to Titus because he's instructing Titus how to be a godly person. But I love the way he starts it with verse 8. He says, This is a trustworthy statement. So remember that there is one phrase that you'll see in verse 8, and then later on, as he closes, you'll see it in verse 14. He repeats this phrase. This is a trustworthy statement, and concerning these things, I want you to speak confidently so that those who have believed God will be careful to engage in good deeds. These things are good and profitable for men. But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and strife and disputes about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. Reject a factious man after first and second warning, knowing that such a man is perverted and sinning, being self-condemned. When I sent Artemis or Tychicus to you, make every effort to come to me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Diligently help Zenos the lawyer and Apollos on their way so that nothing is lacking for them, 
our people must also learn to engage in good deeds to meet pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. All who are with me greet you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Twice, Paul says that we are to engage in good deeds. As he closes it, he says, Our people must also learn to engage in good deeds to meet pressing needs, so that they will not be unfruitful. Some people are talkers. Some people are doers. Instead of talking about what needs to be done, do it. In the town where I live, there are homeless people. There are people who are struggling right now because of inflation. What they used to be able to buy, they can't buy anymore. What their paycheck used to cover, it doesn't cover it anymore. And there is a place in our town that gives up free groceries to people who are truly in need. And you go to the warehouse and you'll see 20 to 50 people working, collecting canned goods and groceries and organizing them. And then when people come up looking for food, giving them the grace of Jesus Christ, giving them love, and meeting their pressing need. Some of these people, this will be the only food that they have. Our people must also learn to engage in good deeds to meet pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. Father, it's important to meditate on your word. So take your word today and allow your child to meditate on it. But it's more important to engage in good deeds based on your word. Take your word and make it alive today. Open the eyes of your child today and let them see the pressing needs. And then, Father, give them the faith in you to know that you will supply the needs and supply the strength and direction for them. Amen.